Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Truth Hurts. Today, I want to talk to you guys about loopholes and that 1%. I'm not talking about the 1% of wealthy people or anything like that today. I'm talking about the, the small chance of things happening. When you look at most things in life, science, even mathematics, it exists because uh, mathematics is, is, is probably the most exact thing, uh, deterministic thing in the planet that I've seen. But even within math, the combination of different mathematical principles can produce different new things that open up, right? New worlds, new dimensions, new realities, new proofs, new whatever, new ways of life on a practical level for the average person. So the reason why I say science and math, because we would think of these things as it is what it is, right? If you read about electro, uh, uh, electromagnetic fields, uh, thermodynamics, right? Uh, magnetism, this, that, whatever. These things are pretty set forth. They do what they, what they say they do. If you conduct experiments the way, right? Here's the, here's the key, the loophole in the 1%. If you conduct experiments the way you've been taught to, you're going to pretty much come to the same conclusions and <clears throat> you will find things, but it'll be harder to find things. So one thing in my life that like now I can speak on this so confidently because I've just done it <laughs> like literally probably now over 100 times is that I've always been the oddball. I'm an Aries born on March 21st. I'm the first day of Aries. If you know anything about Aries. You know, we are very headstrong people. We kind of go about the world uh, our own way. And for some people, they follow us and they love this. Other people detest this, that we don't follow suit and we really can't be controlled. But because of that personality trait, right, it's caused me to always look where nobody else was looking. And this was strengthened as I got older and I started to observe people and I started to make some common sense assessments of the quote unquote average person. When I worked jobs in my 20s, I remember, you know, I was young, I was a manager, I was making, you know, to me, decent money and uh, 70,000. I thought I was doing good at that time. And um, I remember most people would just complain every day. And these were people, I was maybe 25, 26 and these people were um, in their 40s, some in their 30s, but 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And I'm like, wow, like they were just, most people, not every single person, but they would come and they would complain and gossip. And I'm like, this is all humans do. Like they come to a place they don't want to be every day to talk about other people who are places that they don't want to be. <laughs> this is what a fucking pathetic existence. So I immediately start to formulate other ways of life. And I think I started to look outside. So even in something as simple as how you can survive, how you can succeed, you may feel it's limited by your education. You may feel it's limited by your, your, your connections, your skin color, your height, your looks. While every single variable, right, plays a role, there's always an outlier, right? There's always that person who was uneducated, right, but became a billionaire, right? There's always that person that uh, grew up in a home full of bad eaters but became a fitness guru. So to me, I want to lay down some approaches, maybe just two or three that I think can help anybody kind of tap into this world if you choose to, if you believe. 
The first thing is that word I just said, belief. If you have no belief, nothing can manifest. But if you truly believe and you're persistent, I'm going to say it again because it's probably the most important part. If you truly believe and you're persistent, you will be amazed at what you can tap into. So to be an outlier, there's usually a border of struggle, right? Because what you're doing is com you're going to combine a bunch of things. It's the combination of things that create these loopholes. It's, the, it's usually the combination of things that create these new worlds, right? So it could be, and I'm going to think of this off the top of my head, and I'm going to take two things that are so different from each other, fitness and vacuum cleaners, right? It's, I, I, I thought of this because I'm sitting in my living room and I'm looking at my pull-up bar and I'm looking at my vacuum cleaner. So now, the reason why I say those two abstract things, like, what the hell is you talking about pull-up bars <laughs> and vacuum cleaners? Ah, this is where loopholes exist. You, somewhere in there, right, there could be, because it's probably something that most individuals have never thought of in conjunction, right? If you put enough thought into it, you may figure out something. Like, you may, me just looking at this with me, my brain is a little bit more trained to think like this, I might say, well, maybe we can take vacuum technology and infuse it into some sort of suit that you wear, right? That could possibly help absorb sweat or provide energy somehow. I don't know. Maybe there could be some sort of service that cleans up and gives you, if, if you use that, you get a bonus for fitness. Maybe if you start combining the principles of physical fitness and exertion of energy into vacuum technology, there's something there. Now, when I say this, some people say this is a road of insanity. For some people it is. Because one thing about convention and conventional things, they work. But they work pretty much how they're designed. If you want something unconventional, just look at anybody who has unconventional results. They usually took some sort of path that's slightly different than the average person. So what do we have here? We have the belief. You have to have the belief system, right? You must have the belief system or nothing can manifest. And that's from anything in life. I've said this in other podcasts. Uh, my personal belief, I'm not, uh, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in a higher force, obviously intelligent being, some sort of God or whatever you want to call them. But I believe that from a, I guess, a electromagnetic frequency and energy, neuron, third eye, thought process kind of way, anything you channel your mind to and your belief system to, you can manifest, despite who you worship. You and that's you can worship the highest god or the worst devil. And this is why you'll see people they might might be a devil worshiper, but they're manifesting everything they want. And you might see a person who's believing in the uh, seemingly the most. Um, loving God and they're struggling and having all these horrible things happen to them. Now, part of that, I believe, is just probabilities of life because that's just life. The other part is that this person who could be worshiping the devil just truly believes in this stuff. <laughs> you see, you could take two devil worshipers, one believes in it, one doesn't believe in it. And the, and the one who believes, because they believe that energy goes into the universe and starts to literally change the environment around this person. It's like a force field, an aura, whatever you want to call it, that walks with this person and things just manifest. 
where the other devil worshiper, just because they don't believe it, they read it, they, they're thinking that this is the way, the way, but they don't have the intrinsic core belief. And on the God side, the same thing. Um, so it's not about, in my belief, in my personal belief, it's not about good or bad or who you decide to worship. It's how much you believe that you, in, in whatever it is you worship. And you don't have to worship anything. You can just believe in your manifestation. Believe any the belief, the power of belief is the first part. It's not everything. You know, you can't have a horrible voice, be s supremely unattractive and think you're going to be uh, like the world's greatest uh, entertainer. Right. But you may become that. It's not likely, but it you know, I'm not saying it's, it's impossible because if you believe it enough and I don't I'm not going to name anybody as an example because that would be disrespectful. But as we all know, there are people who have made it right and defied everything that was around them, right? So belief systems are a big part. And then the second thing that I think is so important is something I got from a book, um, a book I always recommend people to read. It's called The Max Strategy. And it's, it's called Experiments Never Fail. And I'm not gonna explain the book, I've explained it in another podcast, but basically, a guy meets another guy who's older, started tons of companies and was teaching him principles of life. The other guy was a younger guy, 30, 40 something. He's a working man, successful, but feels empty. So what the guy basically told him, he was telling him how to look at life and try things. And this guy was so, his thinking had become deterministic where he's like, he thinks he's so smart, but he's not happy. You know, the type, educated, arrogant, and generally foolish and not well-rounded in terms of collection of knowledge they are they have the specifics and they can tell you the basics but they've never tapped it they have very few ama amazing stories other than practical accomplishments because they have never tapped into that world so this other guy had tapped into that world of manifestation creation and creating the lifestyle that he wanted for himself and he told him one of the ways to do this he mentioned all these companies and how most of these companies he, he gave about 10 stories most of those companies or all of the ones that he gave what made them successful, what made them rich, what made them uh, famous, what made them these things, these brands that we know today still, was not even the first idea that they did. They were, it was things that they stumbled upon <laughs> as they were on the journey. All they had to do was start and go on the journey. And that's where experiments never fail. I believe in this because of what I do. I, I, I do a lot of data analysis and trading. So I'm constantly, any idea I get, I can I learn how to put it on a computer, I just test it. I don't care if it's a waste of my time. What is a waste of my time? Time doesn't exist to me. It's just a data point, a moment in time. From this, I found amazing things. And I've, I, the percentage is probably 99.999 of BS. But that 0 0.1, 0 0.001, has been amazing. And if I say what's been good, maybe nine, maybe 5% of it's been good, 95 has not been good. So you gotta think about the odds because what are you looking for, right? So if you're looking for something common, go get, common is everywhere. Regular is everywhere. Experiments never fail, just try. You, you do your risk analysis, is this gonna kill you? It's gonna put you in a position you can't handle, something you really don't want. If it's not gonna put you there, then experiments can't fail. You think oh, I'm gonna mix honey buns with corn. 
I'll <laughs> be like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? I don't know. I wouldn't do it. But if that's a thought you had, right, and it's a Saturday, that honey bun with corn, and this is how life is, and people that know know what I'm talking about. You may try it if it's bad. As long as, like I said, if, if, it's, if, if making a honey bun with corn is going to make you go broke, <laughs> right, or put you in some danger because of your diabetes or whatever, then don't do it. But if there's nothing to risk other than your 45 minutes that you make this honey bun with corn, it may be a disgusting treat. It may be good and you found yourself a new snack. It may be your next small business that one day you sell for, for $10 million to a company that, that starts making those things. New products come out all the time. New ideas come out all the time. The things that exist in your world all were created in somebody's brain. Now, What's in somebody's brain being that we're made of the earth, these are all the frequencies that all exist from subconscious and it could be coming from somewhere else. I don't know where that portal is. I have my theories, but that's too deep. But if you look around wherever you are right now listening to this podcast, take a take a look around. Every single thing you're looking at, even if the, the core concept was created, that individual product was created by somebody's thought. So we've manifested everything that you exist in and everything that you live in so it comes from that right like electricity always existed but at some point people thought hmm these spinning wheels and this magnetism this connection seems to generate right and you put one and two and then something emerges so if if there was a time where people weren't consciously aware right of electricity did it not exist ah so this world is a life of discovery so what do you think? We've figured out everything in life? People would like to tell you that, but it just defies the actual process of life. Think about your own life. If you're 30 years old at least, how do you listen to music? How do you watch television? How do you communicate? How do you read books? How do you do? Things change all the time because new technologies, new thought process comes out and life changes. So just a quick recap so far, we have belief systems. You have to believe and you have to try many things. So you have to believe that if you want that, because so, so belief in, in, in trying is, is a big thing, right? Experiments never fail, but you first have to want it, I guess. And if you want mediocrity, that's fine, but you can't want greatness. You can't want something amazing and then even talk to mediocre people or even average high achievers. Who, who are just completely conventional, who don't play with that side of life. There's different sides of life. Like you have cowards and you have brave people, right? In the middle, you have probably reasonable people, right? <laughs> the brave man does wild things that people say are insane because he's brave. He doesn't have these fears. The coward is scared of his own shadow and never does anything. Always creates the worst situation in their head and stays paralyzed. And a reasonable person probably takes a calculated risk. So you have to choose what you want. One thing when I first fell in love with uh, stock market, um, you know, I've told this story many times, but it's an interesting story, at least the core part. I'm going to lead into what I uh, thought. $600, 2008, AIG stock. Monday I bought it. Thursday it was worth $1,800. Friday it was worth $1,600. I sold it. But I doubled my money, right? Oh no, almost, almost tripled my money in my first ever trade. That one experience while I was working changed my whole life. Because me, 
I spot opportunity and I spot things that are not standard. So I said, wow, well, I was working, going to work every day. I was able to make this money, just a simple investment concept, but it hit me in a different way that led me to say, I have to figure out everything. So that led me to studying every investor, studying all the basic books, studying the most complex books, studying what the top people in the industry were doing, studying what um, uh, programming was, thinking about automating it, this, all the way to this point now where I program and make software. But one experience did that. But while I was thinking about trading, I was like, wow, this is great. What if I could take money and then like become a trader? Not even as my only thing, but, you know, learn how to how to make money from money. Like what's what's cooler than that? Right. Because I can always say I never had a love of money, but a like of it because I like life. I like to do what I want. I like to, you know, I don't have excess things, but if I want to go have a pina colada and then go uh, play pool and then read 10 books, I want to be able to buy the pina colada I want, I want to be able to go to the pool hall I want, and I want to be able to buy the books I want despite the price. So I, I had that connection with money. and But at the, at the core, I was like, wow, energy. I always had the concept of energy. And everything you do in your life, like it's like a video game. You wake up, you have 100% energy. By the night, you have zero or somewhere close. What do you spend that energy on? And I always detested the fact that money could control where you focus your life energy. It's the most powerful force you have. And for it to be controlled by money, I always, and and this is what motivates me, wanted to tackle the process of the money. I didn't accept that you, I'm going to slave for money my whole life, like many people have. So I was willing to take other risks. So I was motivated internally from that, and I started studying it. But here's what happened as I started to study trading. Everywhere you read, because this is part of the illusion that people that understand what I'm telling you don't tell you, and this is how you keep competitors out, you put barriers, right? And the barriers are discouragement. Most people are easily (laughs) discouraged. They do something one time, they fail, they're ashamed, they're embarrassed, they give up. They're not coming back again. And really intelligent people know this, and they know that you can keep most competitors out by discouraging them, shaming them, doing something like this. So everywhere I would read, it would say 90% of people fail at trading. 90% of people fail at trading. Uh, Even some people were trying to sell you something. I'll show you how to be the 10% that wins. 90% fail at trading. It's it's so hard. Only 90% survive. And I was like, every time I read it, from the beginning, I was like, okay, but 10%, (laughs) 10% survive and, and thrive. And then the first thing I thought was trading, taking money and making money, especially making a lot of money from money, is not some common feat here. We're not talking about washing a table and picking up the trash after. We're not talking about logging receipts and a ledger. You know, we're talking about something that's pretty amazing if you can figure it out. You're taking a complex system and trying to find uh, a non-random pattern and, and extracting profit from acutely taking advantage of those select times in, 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 in states. That's not something even some people can even concept could put in their mind as a concept. So to me, I was like, this is up there with, right? Uh, somebody, you know, you watch an amazing gymnast, right? Or you watch anybody perform their job at the level of Michael Jordan, right? There's, you know, like there's many people that make the NBA, but 
90% of them can't do what Jordan does, right? So if you're trying to be great, I, the first thing I thought was, where in life are 90% of the people great? <laughs> Nowhere. You go to a company, how many CEOs do you have? You got one, possibly two. When you go to uh, a school, how many, uh, 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 what you call it, uh, leaders of the debate team or valedictorians or, uh, you know, <clears throat> star star players on the team? There's one, there's one. How many uh, surgeons that are, are, are world-known and, and renowned, right? There's a few. How many, anywhere you go, how many presidents do you have, right? The cream will rise to the top. And not saying this will always be the best people, but any place in life, there's a few winners, like extreme winners, and then every and then it goes down to the common person all the way to the extreme winner. So to me, it was like it was so obvious that I'm never trying to be normal. So of course this is gonna be hard because I'm trying to be at the top. So reason why that story I think is applicable because it centers in on um, you know going for something that's odd you'll be surprised how you find it but the but you will never find it if you don't believe so that's why like even with common things I, a lot of times I like to have people experiment with things right before I teach them the standard things because I feel like what what I haven't done is blocked the way you think about something. To me, once something is defined, you almost have to undefine it. Yes, you know it does something fine, right? So like, if I was, if, what were we talking about earlier? Magnetism, right? I would give a person magnets, right, and metals, and just, you know, within, I wouldn't give them anything dangerous and I wouldn't put anything that they could hurt themselves. But I would give them a little, and let them see how it works and the pull and the pull, and they would figure out, and I think, Think of a ton of things. And then I can just tell you and explain to you the principles, the different things. And then we can learn together when you get to the complex, deep principles, right? The point is when something is defined and you think it cannot go with outside of that boundary of definition, you've already limited your potential and you will never find those loopholes. You will never find those outliers, right? The black swan event, right? Those things. You remember for math, the outlier is less than... 1% or 5% chance of something happening. It exists. Some people tap into it. It's a world. There's a whole, this is where discovery is. This is the visionary, the inventor. You know, it, it's there. It's always there. Now, how do you get this? The last thing I want to say is like, I gave you the backbone, belief, uh, experiments, and realizing that you're going for outliers, but you, and, and definitely internally you need persistence. If you, you cannot be discouraged, you also have to limit the amount of time you spend with regular minds and detractors. Detractors are forces of, of, of the opposite energy. They're here to keep this order because they are scared of that world. So the world you're trying to, you can't talk too much to those people. You can't seek advice from them. They're going to tell you it can't happen until you do it. And then they'll discredit you or just show jealousy because they don't have it. And you have to be persistent. So you can't be, that's why you don't want to put yourself around too many of these people that are going to discourage you from believing that there's something there, even when there's really not a lot of evidence or a lot of reason, right? Logical reason to believe something is there. All you have to do is tap into life. An easy way to do this is find somebody you admire who's done something amazing and then read their story. Look at their story. Uh, find out how they did it. And 
if you take everything that they say with their struggle as cliche, then once again, you, you don't have the mind yet. But if you have the mind to understand it, they're just telling you their experience. Pick 10 of those people and then just take everything that uh, is connected, right? Anything that has a one-to-one, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, one-to-one correlation, meaning that they're all connected, right? So what did seven out of these 10 people all say? Oh, well, I got to a point where I was really down and it was at this point where my mind started to go. Mm. So you know now when you're down, that's not the time to give up. That's the time to think because that pressure makes diamonds, right? That pressure creates the thing. Now, in terms of this universe and manipulating it, the last thing I wanna say is this. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. It's the combination of things that nobody has thought of. You have to think outside of this box. It's ketchup and books, napkins and carpets, uh, space and, and, and thought process. It's air and mathematics. It's just what are the connections? Because everything is made out of what? Particles, right? So if you want to know where to start, in my opinion, start at the quantum level and then go to astrology. I'm not saying these are the highest forms, but if you think about it, in terms of this physical, right, which we can, uh, and I think both of those are connected to the spiritual, but that's a whole nother topic. The smallest level of behavior and activity happens at some at the quantum level and even if it's any level deeper than that it's happening those are the smallest type of levels that we can at least to today kind of get a vision of and, and conceptualize and at the highest level is astrology right the stars the cosmos study those two study what's happening out there studying what's study what's happening on the quantum level of life those are two great places to start and then the second thing is take that same principle of extreme, right? Extreme small and extreme big, and put it to your to your to yourself. So study your 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 body, right? The biology of your body. Study your brain, intelligence, cognitive stuff, all of the parts, and then study your spiritual side, which is your higher self. So your higher self, your spiritual, would be akin to what the cosmos. Your lower self, which is, and I hate to say lower, but you know, your lower self, your physical makeup and the process of life is probably slightly more connected to the quantum level. And then merge those. This type of thought process will help you get into the the mindset of connecting things that seem like there's no connection. Everything. Because once you start to, if you understand that world, you'll realize, like, uh, if once you understand the quantum world, you understand an atom, all these things, electricity, electrons, protons, you, th- you figure in an atom, right? You have a proton, forget even a neutron for a second. You have the proton and electron. How does light travel? Protons, right? Electricity is what? Everything. So, so electricity and light, right? You have to make, you have to simplify life to the things that are in everything. And what is inside of you? If you're made of these particles and you're of the world, right? You are electricity and light. You'll start to know what to study by just getting in tune with yourself. And as you learn more about these things and you study thing after thing, it's all over the place, you'll start to, oh, wow, this is how I channel energy. So I want to leave guys with one story because I could go on forever. This is such a deep topic. And I just want to kind of give a little framework of maybe how a person could get started in tapping into these things. Because honestly, oh, man, I just I feel like I know I can't just say this to every person, but I feel like if I put this out and it just 
changes two people's lives and they can just have three or four of those amazing experiences you'll just you know you'll you'll um it's worth it you know you can feel i get i get because this is something that i want everybody to know almost but that's not life so last well was it a week ago a week and a half two weeks ago i was just doing some studying some research and and i was you know big into sound frequencies and stuff like that but i ran into another uh presentation with a guy talking about sound frequencies and how use it to kind of help rewire the brain uh, at the subconscious level to help start to manifest uh, the things that are around him because like i said what you think in your brain cognitively on the conscious level and the subconscious level affects what your life is and it literally affects the things around you right just you ever been around a negative person right when a shitty person everybody you start feeling bad right or a hater right they just so they bring you down because their energy is real and a positive person brings you up right it's all cheerful and bubbly and always ready to go and smiling and telling jokes and bringing people's spirit up but now if you're negative energy that person may annoy you right so I thought to myself, I said, let me get back into this because I was trying to take a few things to the next level. So uh, I, I, it led me to some neural sound videos and uh, presentations that, you know, play frequencies through different musics and, and just straight through frequencies, tones and sounds and things of that nature. And I just kind of delved in it for, I think that night and then but I think at the time I first started, actually before that night, uh, something amazing happened. I'm not going to get into it because it's somewhat personal in terms of finance, but something amazing happened as I started to tune. I just got really into it with belief. Like I said, not just, oh, this is hocus pocus. No, I know that this is real. Like I said, you can't go into anything not thinking it's, there's something there. I know that this is real. I know. I believe in that 100 percent. Your subconscious affects it. So let me. Do something to help tune that. It's just getting a tune-up for your car. So I said, let me tune up the car. And I swear to you, it brought me back to a different version of myself. Uh, not only did that happen to me, it reminded me of just how insanely lucky I am. And I realized that I make my own luck. And it reminded me of the Aries in me. It reminded me of the fire in me. And just how everything's going to work out. I have this phenomenon that's happened to me for about eight years now, and only people that know me know this because they've seen it, that things just, when they fall around me, they land standing up. It's at about 80% of the time. I've had things like I was eating a Pop-Tart, and like, and I had a bottle of water. The Pop-Tart wrapper, if you know it's just a light wrapper, it goes in a spiral circle and land, and just lands right on top of it. I've had a feather fall straight. I've had a bar of soap, but it's at its thinnest point in the shower, fall straight up. I've had the most amazing, this happens to me so much. If you know me, you've been around me, you know, like, it's like, you'll think I'm a wizard. And because <laughs> it's like, what is this? It could be something uh, strictly physics-based, iron count, something like that, magnetism, holding it, pulling it, the force, whatever. Or it could be the other world, right? It could, because remember, the light frequency, the spectrum, the radio spectrum, you're not able to see everything. That's where animals come in, right? Animals have different frequencies that they see and hear. And that's why you know in this world, mind you, can only see and experience what your frequency allows. It's what people talk about ascension and raising your frequency and awareness. You just become aware of it. Doesn't mean these things are not happening, but you won't even pick them up. Like, you know, you may look at an item 
and not see the shadows around it. You may not see the particles in the air. You may not see the reflections and stuff like that. So I did this and I just tuned in and I said, this is just another example of the phenomenon I'm giving you. Something amazing happened, something that people would have told me that could never happen. And that's the point of this whole podcast that many times in my life, like people tell you, you can't do you. And I'm like, maybe because the Aries in me, I'm like, well, okay, watch this. And my relentlessness plus my creativity, I actually did it. Or things happened that people said couldn't happen. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, so it got me to the point, honestly, where I almost believed anything. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I should listen to people because they constantly tell me that things can't happen. And then I do it. Like, I just don't think they try hard enough. So guys, it's all up to you. You can live whatever life you want. But if you want to experience some really amazing things that probably nobody around you has done, uh, you have to tap into these things. The truth hurts. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it here. I just want to set an email address for you guys in case you want to get in contact with any comments, suggestions, feedback, positive or negative. Anything that's not gross or disrespectful is more than welcomed here at the podcast because we just want to push progress and then forward. That email address is podcast at gmail.com. Once again, podcast at gmail.com once again that's t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com basically it's the truth hurts but lies kills uh podcast and it's just abbreviated so the whole title of the podcast is abbreviated uh put into six different letters followed by the word podcast as one long word right t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com Please get in contact. Don't hesitate. Anything you can think of, suggestions, other podcasts, anything that you feel is relevant, trust me, we will look at it. We will engage and uh, we will push the agenda forward. Thanks a lot, guys.